Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 9 this morning is where we're at as we go through the Bible verse by verse, and we're in the message titled, Power. Power. It's nice to have power, isn't it? When the power goes out, it's not such a good thing. I remember when I was a kid, I used to work with my grandpa a lot, and we would make stuff, and he had a lot of non-power tools. He had a drill thing, kind of went like this, and drilled holes. We had regular saws, you know, where you sawed through. And whenever we worked on projects together, he had a couple drills and things like that that were like these big clunky things, really heavy, and not very long cord, and you had to run an extension cord, and you try to use that thing. But but today it's different, isn't it? Today we have amazing power tools. In fact, you know, it's nice using my my gas-powered weed eater, and it's nice using my my chainsaw, but those things just can only do so much, you know, and they're heavy and they're loud and they're, you smell like gas and stuff like that. Well, I had to repent because a couple of years ago at the men's retreat, I made fun of a guy for having an electric chainsaw. Of course, it did die and he couldn't, didn't have another battery. So, I mean, I guess it was worth it. But the, the, the thing was, is I got an electric chainsaw for my birthday and I thought, oh, you know, I don't know, is this thing going to have enough power to do anything? You know, and I was kind of skeptical about it, but I was like, it's kind of cool, you know, whatever. I can cut little limbs or stuff. I went out and cut down a big tree in my yard with the chainsaw. And what was amazing about it is I just kept, cha- I just kept changing out batteries and charging batteries, never run out. And I, and I was cutting through this big tree. And as I was cutting through the tree, I was talking to my son. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. I don't smell like gas. I'm not all shaking to death. You know, I didn't have to try to start the thing. You know, it just, you know, just go and I can just talk and I can go and yell, yell commands and stuff like that. And it was all great. And I didn't even feel like I lost my man card, which was a good part of it. But maybe you, you've done some things. You've tried some things on your own. You know, when in, in pertaining to your Christian walk with the Lord, you've, you've tried to accomplish some things. And you realize, man, it's really hard if you don't have any power. Because the Christian life isn't supposed to be a powerless life. It's supposed to be a life filled with power. And that's what we're going to see today as we look at our text. If you're able, will you stand with me? Luke chapter 9, verse 1 through 11. Luke records, by the Holy Spirit, Then he called his twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And he said to them, take nothing for the journey, neither staffs nor bag nor bread nor money, and do not have two tunics apiece. Whatever house you enter, stay there and from there depart. And whatever you, whatever you will not, and whoever will not receive you, when you go to that city, shake off the very dust from your feet as a testimony against them. So they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Now Herod the Tetrarch heard of all that was done by him, and he was perplexed because it was 
said by some that John had raised from the dead, and by some Elijah had appeared, and by others that one of the old prophets had risen again. And Herod said, John I have beheaded, but who is this of whom I hear such things? So he sought to see him. And the apostles, when they returned, told him all that they had done. And he took them and went aside privately to a desert place belonging to a city called Bethsaida. But when the multitudes knew it, they followed him and received that, and he received them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who had need of healing. And Father, we thank you for this text and we thank you for an opportunity, Lord, just to get into your word. And Lord, that we would have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to us individually, Lord, but we would also do a transformative work upon our hearts. As we look at this, Father, that we would set aside our own strength, our own way, Lord, and we would just allow your Spirit to work in us and through us to accomplish the things that you desire to accomplish in our lives and to the people around us, Lord, and those who we come in contact with. I pray, Jesus, that you would do the work that only you can do, and we would yield to you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So it gives us this the story about Jesus with his disciples. And you remember that Jesus spent an entire night before in prayer before he picked these 12 guys. And, and the idea is that he would choose them to be apostles, ones who would be sent out. That's the idea of the word apostle. And that he would, they would be with him. And certainly they have been with him. They've been with him as he went to Nazareth and, he, Nazareth and he was rejected there. They were with him when he'd been to, in Capernaum. And many of them were following him when he, he cast the demon out of the man or he had healed the man with the withered hand. They've been with him when he, he raised the widow of Nain from the dead, her son from the dead. And they were with him when he went across the water as they went through the storm and the sea. And he, and they were with him when he calmed the wind and the waves. They were with him when they confronted the demon-possessed man in the Gadareans, and he cast out thousands of demons from this man. And then they were with him when the woman with the issue of blood touched his robe, and he, she was healed. And then they were with him when he raised the 12-year-old girl from the dead. And all the while, Jesus' disciples were with him, watching him, observing him, and amazed at his power. Now, he had all kinds of power. It wasn't just power in general, it was power over sickness, it was power over disease, it was power over leprosy, deformity, demons, and, and the wind, the waves, and even death. He had power over all those things. And not just that, but he had power over sin. As many times he told people, your sin has been forgiven you. But at this point, up to this point, Jesus has done everything. He's been the one who's been touching people and healing people and speaking life into people and calming the sea. It's all been him. And it must have been cool to have a front row seat to that, you know, just to be able to see Jesus do those things. And certainly they would have probably been satisfied just telling everybody, hey, go to Jesus. He has all the power. But then he does something totally crazy. It says here in verse one, then he called the 12, um, 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And I can imagine that these guys have been absolutely blown away at all that Jesus was able to do. And I'm pretty sure they had no idea that what he would suggest at this point. Okay, you guys come to me. I'm going to give you now power to heal diseases, to raise the dead, to cast out demons. It's interesting when you get unexpected power. 
You know, I, I remember this happened to my son not too long ago. We were driving along, and I said, hey, we're, we're going to go to this parking lot. I'm going to let you drive. Well, he, he'd never driven before, but he had his permit. He just got it, and we were getting ready to, to we hired somebody to come, and it was going to be a couple weeks before they came, and so I figured he probably should get the pedals figured out and, you know, maybe get a feel for the steering before he just jumps behind the wheel and this poor lady has to deal with all that. So I figured I'm going to take him to the parking lot, and I'm going to let him sit in the driver's seat. And he's like, really? And I was like, don't make me change my mind. You know? <laughs> and so I get out and I get over there. I didn't realize how much I was taking my life in my hands. You know, you think of a parking lot, but he couldn't figure out the pedals at first. And he was trying to do both at the same time with both feet. And I, I finally got him, you know, to where it was halfway decent. He kind of figured out what he was doing so that it wasn't such a tragedy when he got in, into the car. But, it, but sometimes it is, it's unexpected power when it's given to somebody. They don't realize what it's going to mean for them. And, and, and maybe when we read this, we think to ourselves, wow, wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be cool just to be given power as Jesus' disciple? And yet, you have been. <laughs> it has been given to you. At least it's been promised to you. Remember what jo- Jesus said, and this is probably the most outrageous verse of all the things that Jesus said, and he said a lot of outrageous things when we think about ourselves and and our relationship to him. But in John chapter 14, verse 12, this is what he said. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Now, during this time, he's been talking about the Holy Spirit who's going to come. He's going to empower them. And and then he says something like this. Now, I I will say that a better translation may be rather than he who believes in me, and some, some translations get this right, but a better translation might be he who trusts in me. He isn't talking about all those who are his believers and followers. Obviously, we look at the life of many Christians and we don't see any power whatsoever displayed within their lives. But I think he's saying those who trust in me, those who venture out in faith, those who who seek him and put themselves out there to do the impossible will do the things that he does and even greater things. You know, I don't I don't think that we we necessarily think of ourselves that way, but this is what Jesus has said. And yet you look at the lives of some Christians, not many, but some Christians and they, and of course, Jesus only had three and a half years to do all his miracles, but there are, have been Christians who have done and seen amazing things in their life by the power of the Holy Spirit as they trusted Jesus. And so notice it says, verse 2, it says, He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, Call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.